Father. I thank you, Father God, that you not only hear them, but you react to them according to your word, Father God. And your word says we're two or more gathered, that you're in the midst of that, Father God. And that whatever we shall ask shall come to pass according to your word and your will, Father. So right now we lift up Joe to you, Father God. If he's watching on live stream right now, Joe, I speak healing over your life on the precious blood of Jesus. We curse whatever that has bound you at the root right now in the name of Jesus. And all in one accord has prayed. And all in one accord believe. And all in one accord expect. And all in one accord say in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. One more thing that I did forget. Not forget. I did not forget. But I just wanted to wait till this time. Uh, if my wife, Lana, could stand up. Or you could come here for just a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll give it up for Lana. So this is mine and Lana's anniversary today. Come on. Y'all remember to pray for her. Amen. As y'all can see, I outkicked my coverage by far. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome everyone on live stream to Pleasant Grove Fellowship. We want to welcome all of our visitors that's here today to Pleasant Grove Fellowship. If you don't have a church home, we would love to make this your church home for you. So uh, let's give it up for our visitors today, church. <laughs> Glory to God. I feel like all I got to do this morning is just call the altar because the Holy Ghost has been here the whole time. Like, I mean, praise God. Praise God. As Jeff said, remember, y'all do not need us. If you need to get to this altar, hey, we'll put things on pause and let's get to this altar. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to talk about catching fire this morning. Woo! I like the way that sounds. What it looks like to catch fire. What it looks like to be on fire for Jesus Christ. To be consumed by fire. Y'all got your Bibles? Turn with me to Acts chapter 19. I'm going to try to get this thing in this morning so we can have communion because that's vitally important. Acts chapter 19, we're going to start at verse 1. Amen. We're going to read through verse 7. That's a beautiful sound right there, you know. It? Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 7. It says, and it happened while Paulus was at Corneth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not as much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. That's a good place for it. Mm. Verse 3 said, And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, well, we were baptized into John's baptism. Then Paul said, yes, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. We know that John the Baptist paved the way for Christ Jesus. It says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And now in that 
group was about 12. Let's pray. Father, glory to God. We come before you right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for the sweet spirit that's in this place this morning, Father. We thank you, Father God, that we're not ignorant to the Scripture. We thank you, Father God, that yet we was baptized into repentance, but we're seeking to baptize in the Holy Ghost. Father God, we give this service to you. I thank you for the praise and worship this morning. Lord, I thank you for the praise reports that we had this morning. I thank you that you're still in the healing business and changing lives as we speak, Father. Now, Father, I want you to burn me up this morning. Father God, your word is already anointed. But I ask for a fresh anointing upon me this morning that I can speak what it is you would have me to speak, Father God. That these hearts and these minds would receive this infallible word. That heaven will invade earth right here in Gentry, Tennessee. We love you, Father. You know, your word says that sign, miracles, and wonders follow the preaching of the gospel. So we expect that today, Father God. We speak it right now into existence. That right now, supernaturally, you're doing some things. In the heavenly realm, you're working on hearts that's in this congregation, that's on our live stream feed. You're working on their minds, their spirits right now, Father God. Again, let me get out of the way, Lord. Let you be exalted because it's all about you, Father. In Jesus' name, and the church says, Amen. So Paul, this is the 19th chapter of Acts. So the church is being built in the early age. So Paul's just moseying along on his journeys, and he runs into these 12 men. Now these 12 men have been baptized into John's baptism. As a matter of fact, these men have not only been baptized, but they've repented been saved and then baptized into John's baptism. Come on. I'm just giving y'all a background on this. These men repented. They were saved. They were baptized. But they had absolutely zero power. They had absolutely zero power. Why? Because they said we've not even heard of the Holy Ghost. See, we can be saved. We can repent. We can be baptized but do we have any power? Because it's about the power. Glory to God. Without power, that makes us powerless. How can we advance this gospel without power? See, these people had their cards stamped. Come on, somebody. This is the early church. These people had their cards stamped. They had repented. They had been baptized. They had been saved. But that was it. That was it. It was the get out of hell free card. Right? Not only is that a picture of the early church when Paul was moving around trying to introduce people to the Holy Ghost, but that's a picture of the modern day church today. Come on, somebody. See, there's a lot of people in the modern day church that just want their card stamped. They want some fire insurance. They want that get out of hell free card. That's not what the word says. He says get the power. Get the power. To go into the lost. To go into the highways. To go into the byways. And reach down to the gates of hell. And pull people out. And you got to have the fire to do it. 
You can't do that with a card stamped. Because you're looking out for you and you only. Hallelujah. You can't fear the fire, church. That's my point number one. Seeing people speak in tongues or seeing people slaying the Spirit or prophesying or whatever it may be sometimes because that's not something common to you. It's not nothing new. It's been going on for 2,000 years. A lot of people see the fire and they applaud it, but they don't jump in it. God didn't call us to be hand warmers. He called us to get into the flame. He endued us with the power to change the world, but you got to jump in. Oh, glory to God. Turn to 2 Timothy. Are y'all with me this morning? Hallelujah. I'm going to tie a bunch of stuff together, but I'm going to do it quickly if y'all stay with me. 2 Timmy, Timothy, Timmy, talking to my son. Second Timothy chapter 3, we're going to read 1 through 5. This is a picture of the church then. It's a picture of the church now. It says, but know this. That right there is a statement. But know this. In today's terms, it would be, listen to what I'm saying. Can you get what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? He says, but know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. Does that sound like anything? Come on, church. Does that sound like anything? It says, In the last day, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. They will be lovers of money. They'll be boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. They'll be unthankful, unholy. Verse 3 says, Unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. They will be brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And verse 5 is what I want to bring you to this morning, church. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power within. Oh, glory! Having their card stamped. Having their card stamped. Having a form of godliness. Got on my jacket. I'm paying my tithe. I even gave $20 to the Salvation Army bell ringer up there this year. I have a form of godliness, but no power within. $20 in the salvation bucket ain't going to get the power inside of you. You got to jump into the flame, Brother Larry. You got to say, Lord, burn me up. Because I don't want a form of godliness. I don't want religion. Whoa! I don't want to be a Pentecost. I don't want to be a Methodist. I don't want to be a Baptist. I don't want a form of godliness. The church has come to a time where it has to have the power within. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. There's an unquenchable fire that's available to us that we must chase after. I say it's unquenchable fire that we must chase after in order to not be powerless. Are we chasing the fire? Are we chasing religion? Come on, somebody. Are we chasing the people? Are we chasing the fire of God? It's the fire of God that delivers you. 
It's the fire of God that gave you the vision you have for your life. It's the fire of God that restored your family. Not religion. Not legalism. It wasn't legalism. It wasn't religion that set us free. Do you remember the day that God saved your soul? Do you remember the day that He delivered you from a darkness? Do you remember the day that He healed your body? It was the fire that done it. That we stay on the outside. It was good for that day, but what about this day? It was good for me, but I don't know about them. Their skin color looks a little different than mine. Surely to God, someone else can minister to them. Without the fire, that's the attitude that we have. And we're the church. Whoa, glory to God. Unquenchable fire is what we should be chasing after in the name of Jesus. I got a couple definitions. Unquenchable. It means not capable of being satisfied. Think about that. Are you satisfied where you're at in your walk with Jesus? Are you truly satisfied with where you are? Or are you saying, Lord, I need more. I need more. In your prayer life, if you're not crying out, God, I want more. Burn me up. Throw me in the fire that I may come out more pure. Then you're praying wrong. You are precious to God. We are His precious creation, the Word says. We get thrown in the fire. So you can go from 10 karat gold to 14 karat gold. When the fire's on fire and it's burning, the impurities are coming to the top. We scrape the chafe off and what comes out is a pure, precious material. It's the fire. It's the fire, Brother Shoulders. Whoa, don't step too close to the fire. You might mess around there and start speaking in tongues. We don't want to get too close to the fire because it's a strange fire. It's an uncommon fire. It's irregular. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. The second definition of unquenchable means inextinguishable. I want to be inextinguishable for Jesus. I want to be inextinguishable for Jesus. When there's things going on in my life, I want to say, Lord, I don't know what it is you're trying to do, but don't let me extinguish this fire because I know it's going to bring you some glory. We need a incapable of satisfying, in, inextinguishable, unquenchable fire. Man, your family life changes. When you're on fire for God, one or two things happens. Either they get consumed by it, or they get away from it. And the ones that are getting away from it, we're to pray for. But at the end of the day, not with me, you must be. Come on, somebody. Unquenchable. Unquenchable. It's time for the church to get consumed by the holy fire of God. Paul says in chapter 13 of Romans to know the times and it's high time that the church wakes from their slumber. It's high time for the church to wake from its slumber. He's talking to us, Marty. It ain't enough 
it ain't enough to be on the outskirts of the fire. We can't fear the fire, church. We can't fear the fire. All right, glory to God. My second point I'm going to preach on this morning, I promise you I'm trying. Fire shapes the future. Fire changes things. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, church? If you cannot fear the fire, just know this, that fire will change your future. It will shape things differently than they once were. Amen. You look at the west coast of the United States right now. Some fires running rapid out there. You think about Gatlinburg a few years ago. That landscape is totally different than it once was. California will look totally different geographically than it once did because the fire came through there. It reshapes things. It molds things into something that never was. Are y'all with me? Let the fire shape you. Let the fire mold you. Let the fire change your future. And the futures of others will be affected by it. Thank you, Lord. Turn to Luke chapter 22. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. I'm coming out of this jacket today. Y'all don't make fun of me. It's the fire. That's right. It might be hot back there. It's 900 degrees up here. Y'all stick with me. Luke chapter 22. I'll give you a background of it right quick. This is towards the end of Jesus' ministry. The chief priests, the religious people, the ones that had a form of godliness, the ones that thought they had it all together because they looked a certain way, they talked a certain way, they worshipped a certain way. They were plotting to kill the Messiah at this time. This is where we're at right now in chapter 22. Not only that, but the enemy had infiltrated the disciples and Judas was already making a deal to betray Jesus. Y'all with me? Giving you a background. Things were getting to the point to where Jesus had went to the garden and prayed so hard that sweat dropped as droplets of blood. This is where we're at right now. This is where we're at right now in chapter 22. We'll pick it up at verse 31. Again, this is towards the end of Jesus' ministry. Things are happening. Things are shifting. Amen? Are y'all with me? 22, we're going to start at verse 31. Also leading up to this verse right here, Peter being the rugged, boisterous, prideful man he was, and everyone has this uh, image and this description of, of Peter was the loud mouth and Peter was the one that was going to be on the front lines and that's all fine and dandy but let's see what Peter's doing right here in verse 31 and the Lord said Simon Simon that's Peter Jesus says Peter Peter indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat 
Verse 32 says, But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Watch what Peter says. But Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. I'm here to tell somebody in this church this morning that the enemy has been sifting for you. He's been sifting for your family. He's been sifting for your ministry. He's been sifting for you. But the Jesus says, Be consumed by the fire, and he will not be able to touch you. Oh, glory to God. He's been sifting for some of y'all. you got to get in the fire. Peter said, I'll go with you. If it means even going to prison. If it means even going to death. He said, I'll go, Lord. This is the image we have of Peter. Jesus gets arrested. Verse 54, the same chapter. It says, having arrested him, talking about the Christ, they led him and brought him into the high priest's home. But Peter followed at a distance. I said, Peter followed at a distance. Now, when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat, sat among them, and a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at Peter and said, this man was also with him. Watch this. But he denied him. I'll go with you to prison. I'll go with you to death. Was you with Jesus? Are you talking the talk, church? Are we talking the talk? Or are we walking the walk? It says he denied him. He denied him. Verse 58, and after a little while, another saw him and said, you also were with them. The second time, Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow was also with them, for he's a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you're saying. Then the word says, immediately, immediately while he was speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. The word says that Peter left and wept. There's the prideful, boisterous, Frontline Peter with his head tucked between his tail crying, denying the Christ. But I'll go with you to prison. I'll go with you even to death, Lord. Now your tail's tucked. The rubber's meeting the road. There's some things going on. And where are you? There's some things going on today in the world, church. And where are we? Where are we as the church? Are we just looking at the television when the news comes on and we're saying, well, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket? Are we before our Lord saying, burn me up? Burn me up with the fire that I may be able to do something, that I may be able to speak a revelation, send a witness my way. Let me be a witness to someone else. Let me be the church. Are we denying Christ? To know what to do and not do it is Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Peter had that attitude that a lot of people have today. Come here for a minute. Stand right there. Stand right here. Y'all see this? Stand that way. Pastor, I'm right behind you. I'm going to be here for you. I'm right behind you. I'll always be here for you. Stay there. 
things start happening. Pastor, I'm still behind you. I'll go with you even to prison or death. Heat gets turned up in the church a little bit more. Pastor, I'm right here behind you. I'll go with you even to prison or death. And a few people get offended in the church. Pastor, I'm way behind you now. Go ahead and have a seat, Jeremiah. Thank you. Do y'all get what I'm saying? It was going on in Jesus' day. I'm with you, brother. I'll go to you. I'll go with you wherever you want to do until it comes down to the rubber meeting the road. Glory to God. Let's see what happened to Peter. Y'all want to? Talking the talk and walking the walk is two different things, okay? Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Who loves the book of Acts? Come on, somebody. So Peter's denied Christ. He's lied to him. He followed from a distance. He tucked his tail and it says he wept bitterly. Chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Now Christ at this point has been crucified. He's been resurrected. As a matter of fact, the religious people, they're searching after the other followers of Christ. They're ready to crucify them too. So Peter's in the upper room right here. It says, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olive, that's verse 12, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room. There they were saying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Have you ever thought about, because when I read the Bible, I, I try to get a, you know those uh, old projectors? That's how it runs through my mind. Sometimes it's cartoons. But I, I, I try to picture things as I read it. Have you ever wondered what that prayer room looked like right there? They just killed the, the Messiah. And they're looking for you now. They're up here with a bunch of women. A bunch of other followers of Jesus. They thought he was going to be king literally and set on a throne. Because they didn't get it. All they know is people's looking for him. And if they find him, they're going to kill him. You're talking about weeping. Lord God, what are we going to do? You're going to have to help us, Lord. What are we going to do? We're going to die. Where's Jesus? I can't believe. You think those prayers look like that? Absolutely. They were desperate. Do you remember the prayer that you prayed when you were desperate for Jesus? I sure do. And what happens when we pray prayers that move God? What happens? Let's see what happens. Let's go Acts 2 verse 14. Hallelujah. Y'all with me? Now we'll stay. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do two, one through four first. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. We just talked about that. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3 says, Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire. Divided tongues of fire, it says, is what the word says. And one set upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
So he went from denying Christ to being filled with the Holy Ghost. Praying a desperate prayer. And the fire fell in the upper room. And the fire will fall at Gentry. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this setting? Are we praying desperately enough? Are we believing God enough that the fire will fall in here? Hallelujah. Now let's look and see what Peter's doing. Y'all ready? Verse 14. Now the Peter that we're seeing at verse 14 is totally different from the Peter we've seen uh, praying desperately uh, on the day of Pentecost. It's totally different, Peter, than we've seen denying Christ. It's a totally different Peter than we've seen that was walking from a distance. This is a different Peter. It says number verse 14, but when Peter standing up with the 11, it says he raised his voice. Come on, somebody. He raised his voice and he said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Hear my words. There's no timidness in that. There's no coward in that. The very people that wanted to kill him, he stood up and said, hear my words. Whoa, it says with a loud voice. I've told y'all before, teachers tell it, preachers yell it. Guess which one I am. It says with a loud voice, he said to the very people that was wanting to cut his head off, you are the one that killed the Messiah. Where did he get this from? This brother was denying Christ. He was praying in the upper room. What happened? The fire fell in his life. The fire will fall. There's people in your life right now that you need to speak to. There's problems in your life right now that you need to speak to. There's sickness in your life right now that you need to speak to. But the only way you can do it with authority and power is with the fire of God. Hallelujah. But Peter got on fire. He went from being a coward to being on fire for God. Preached one of the best sermons, probably the best sermon known to man. Hallelujah. It's the fire of God. Verse 22 of the same chapter, he says, Men of Israel, hear these words. He's talking right here with a loud voice. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. They didn't kill Jesus. Jesus went voluntarily. Come on, somebody. It says, you have crucified and put to death. He says, verse 24, y'all pay attention. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that, she, that he should be held by death. Impossible. What raised Jesus? The fire of God. It's what's going to raise us, church. It's the fire of God. It's the fire of God that raises us up. It's our hope. That death can't hold us. Death can't hold us because the fire of God raised Jesus. Therefore, we're coming up out of that grave too. Glory! Whew, the fire's tangible. The fire's tangible. You can feel it. Watch this. You can smell it. The sweet aroma of the Spirit of God. You can smell if you try hard enough. You can feel it inside. You say, I don't know what it is, but there's something happening on the inside. That's the tangible fire of God. 
Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Peter's just speaking with boldness. He's been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a simple gospel, Brother Bernie. He didn't have power, then he did have power. How did he get the power? He got filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not a, it's not a hard gospel. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. You just got to believe that it's for you. You got to receive it because it's for you. All. What does all mean? All means all of you. Woo! Verse 29. It says, men and brethren, let me speak freely. This is still Peter. To you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried. 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 And his tomb is with us this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, it says right here, nor did his flesh see corruption. Verse 32, this Jesus God has raised up. I say this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he poured out this that you now see and hear. It's tangible. You see it. You hear it. You can feel it. It's not just a rushing wind anymore. It's a fire. It's an all-consuming fire. It's an unquenchable fire. And it will consume you and everyone around you if you allow it to stay unquenchable. What happens in the fire? What happens? You get so on fire... That other people around you, they start talking about you. Woo, glory to God. Give them something to talk about, church. You get so consumed with the holy fire of God that others are saying, there's something different about that, dude. Like, 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 like there's something like either really wrong with him or that brother done got out of the boat and he's walking on water every now and then. Come on, somebody. I'm here to tell you. If you're going to walk on water, you got to be willing to get out of the boat. You guys want to come up? I still got another page of notes, but I just hear the Holy Ghost said stop right like that. Now listen, church, as they start to play, I'm going to finish up right here with something. And this altar is going to be open. And I believe the fire of God is going to fall on this place just like it did on the day of Pentecost. If you've got something ailing you in your life, let's give it to God on the altar. Then let's receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost this morning. By a show of hands, and I'm going to do this real quickly because I think I already know the answer. If everyone in this room died today, will they go to heaven? Y'all can start playing whenever you want. By a show of hands, are you 100% sure that if you died today, that you would see Jesus? Is there anybody that don't have their hand up? If you do, raise your hand. <laughs> okay, good. We got that good. Come, come, Lord, come. Acts 2.37. This is what happens when you get on fire. Those people that wanted to kill Peter. It says, now when they heard Peter speaking, it says they were cut to their heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brother, what shall we do? What shall we do?
The word says in verse 38 that Peter replied, Repent. Repent. It says, Let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Jesus for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Moses went on the mountain in Exodus to get the tablets from God. He left Aaron in charge. I want y'all to think about this while they play. He left Aaron in charge. Before he could get back, Aaron didn't know what it was like to be a leader. So he allowed the congregation that was congregated at the bottom because they didn't want to get too close to the fire to go ahead and take their gold, their jewelry, their precious metals, melt it down into a golden calf, and they started worshiping this idol. The Word says in the 22nd chapter of Exodus, 22 or 32, don't quote me on that, that when Moses came down and he seen what was happening, that he threw the tablets down, and he said, whoever's with God of Israel, come stand by me. Whoever is with the great God, Jehovah, come stand by me because I've been where the fire is. It says the Levites, the son of Levi, came over. He said, now, the rest of them, you Levites, go kill them all with your sword. On that day, because of religion, because of legalism, it says 3,000 people died because they were religious. 3,000. Go ahead and play. Y'all think about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. This altar is up. Y'all come pray, please. Certain circumstances of things I cannot understand. Many times in trials, the weakness blurs my vision, and my frustration gets so out of hand. Then I am reminded I've never been forsaken, I've never had to stand one test alone. And as I look at all the victories, the Spirit. Rises up in me, and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I'm going to tell you, church, there's an anointing in this room right now. There's an anointing in this room right now. And there's some things in your life right now that right now will be a good time. I would love for y'all to come up. We'll lay hands on you and pray. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost before, but you just need a fresh flame right now, I feel like that's what I hear the Spirit of God saying. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, Today is the day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all just keep playing for a minute. The Spirit of God has dealt with you this morning on this, on this matter. Don't stay on the outside of the flame. Come be consumed by the fire of God. It's powerful. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Let's play, let's play. Sometimes you gotta find the strength come on, come on, to rise from the ashes and make a new beginning. Anyone can feel using mightily, Lord, using mightily in the name of Jesus. You can take, but you're stronger, you're stronger than you know. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You've got to face the clouds to find your silver lining. I've seen dreams of new mountains. Hope Come on, church, let's worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Come on, church, let your faith arise. Try. Everybody's scared. 
They decide to take that step out on the water, but it'll be alright. Life is so much more than what your eyes will see. Yeah. You will find your way if you keep believing. I've seen dreams that move mountains, hope that doesn't ever end, even when the sky is falling. I've seen miracles just happen. I have prayers get answered. Broken hearts become brand new.
just worship. Let's just worship, church. Let's worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They took me down. Hallelujah. The street. Hallelujah. 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 In the scene. Thank you, brother. They were too many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walked with Mark and Timothy. And I said, Timothy, I want to see Jesus, the one who died for me. Think back to that day, church. I cried holy. I cried holy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I clapped my hands and sang glory. Glory to the Son of God. Yes, hallelujah. Let's give it up for the Son of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I think we've had church in here this morning. We're going to change the service over now. Uh, and we'll take communion. So you don't have to be a member of this church. We're not going to be legalistic or, or religious about that. As long as you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you're more than welcome to take communion with us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Larry. He's going to lead this in communion. I just want to say that the Lord has impressed strongly upon my heart. Uh, even, even though you may have raised your hand in this house today and said you were saved, someone, if not more than one, are sitting here today not sure. And if you're not sure, don't let the devil lie to you and say, oh, I don't need to go up there. People think I'm saved. I don't raise my hand. That's a lie straight from the devil. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that today. If you got issues of the heart that you need to work out, please come and work them out today. I promise tomorrow. And indeed, he knows the very number of hairs on her head. He knows when I take her last breath. And, and, and as far as communion here today, Lord, I mean, this is holy. This is reverent. Uh, we use grape juice and bread, but you know what? It, it doesn't matter if it's a, it doesn't matter if it's a piece of cornbread and some sweet milk. It's the amount of faith that goes with it. Okay, there's healing in this communion. If you've got issues of healing of the heart, the healing of the body, healing of the mind, come and let, let, let's pray. Let's pray together. Let's pray over one another. We all got issues. There's not a person in this house ain't walking with issues right now. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful message you've given us today, Lord. We thank you for Houston yielding himself out of the way, Lord, that you may speak. Oh, we thank you for our worship team. We thank you, Lord, 
for the liberty to be able to come to your house, Lord, and worship you in spirit and truth today, Father God. Oh, Lord, as we take this communion, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord, Father God, to, to show reverence, Lord, to, to you, Almighty Father, Lord, Abba Father, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for the healing that's about to take place, Lord, as we stand in faith, Lord, having done all the sand. Sometimes, therefore, all we can do is stand. We stand today in faith, Lord, receiving, believing and receiving in Jesus' name. Any of you families want to come? There's an altar down here. Spiritual leaders of your house. Lay hands on your family. Pray for them. If you're by yourself, you want hands laid upon you, come and do it. Hallelujah. You know, the bread represents the body that we just broke. And the juice represents the blood. The body was broken for our healing. And the blood, <laughs> the blood was there for our salvation. For the remission of our sins. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Great job today, guys. Absolutely great job. Listen, this altar is going to be open for a while. I'll go ahead and dismiss for those of y'all that need to get to, to doing whatever it is you're doing. I want to thank everyone on live stream for being with Pleasant Grove Fellowship today. We pray that God ministered to you as he's ministered to us. Uh, feel free to type in comments if you have any questions. Anything that we can do for y'all, please feel free to contact us. The same with our visitors today. We thank y'all for, for making Pleasant Grove your church today. We hope that y'all come back. We hope that, that what y'all experienced today was not something that was just a one-time thing, but it's, it's real, it's raw, it's transparent. Amen. Are we good? I want to thank this church family as well. The core group of Pleasant Grove. Man, love you guys. Thank you all for allowing Lana and I to come here and serve in this capacity. We love you. We thank you. And again, we're here to serve. Anything we can do, let us know. Amen. All hearts and minds good? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you again. Holy Spirit, you showed up and showed out. We'll never fail to give you the glory for it. Go with us throughout the rest of this day into this week until we can meet again in Jesus' name. Amen.